What's up guys? Welcome to Breaking Walls episode number 27. My name is James Scully. Today on Breaking Walls, I sit down with Spencer Johnson for a conversation about all of the things that led him to leave New York in October of 2014 and all the fears that one might face if they know that they're stagnant in a particular environment and know they need to move. When we take chances in life, it's going to lead us in a new direction. I think the fear often is that we're not sure what that direction is, so we can't guarantee that that direction will be a better one. But Spencer's here to let you know that even if the unknown direction is one that's not quantifiable before you take it, it always leads you to a better place because you learn more self-confidence and you have new experiences. The format for this podcast is going to be a bit different from our normal sit-down interviews. I'm going to sit and chat with Spencer for a few minutes, and then we're going to embark on a trip to Greenwood Cemetery here in Brooklyn, because when Spencer left Brooklyn in October of 2014, the last thing that he did before leaving on Halloween itself was go to Greenwood Cemetery, because he had not ever been to Greenwood Cemetery. It's one of the largest and oldest cemeteries in the United States, and it's filled with an entire cabinet of secrets. And once again, like I always say, you can get these podcasts by going to soundcloud.com slash thewallbreakers, by going to iTunes and searching for The Wallbreakers. Subscribe, follow, listen, rate us, review us. If you hate it, let us know. If you love it, let us know. And thank you guys. So please, sit back, relax, enjoy Breaking Walls episode number 27 after this brief pause. What's up, guys? Back on the podcast. My guest today is Spencer Johnson, and I wanted to sit and talk with Spencer about some of the fears that he had to overcome in leaving New York a year ago because you're leaving what you're used to. It's your comfort zone. Even if at that moment in time, it's not necessarily the best thing for you, it's what you know. So I wanted to welcome Spencer to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. It's, uh, it's good to be back. Yes. You are my first return guest. We spoke remotely. We happen to be sitting next to each other today. That's right. I've come back to New York for a visit. I, I couldn't even stay away a year. I want to ask you first, and I think that this interview is specific to both of us because of our experiences in New York, but in general, a lot of the heart of what caused you to leave New York would be this translatable, I think, to any city or any situation. What were you feeling, let's say, the year leading up to October of 2014 when you left. That last calendar year of 2014, what was pushing you to leave New York? Finances is a big one. The city's expensive and it just seemed to always, it's always getting more expensive. That's true of most cities, but uh, also just kind of a restlessness, you know, a desire to change up the situation. Do you think that when you're recognizing whether or not it's a job or a city or something like that, if you know that growth is no longer happening, is it time to change that? Are you doing yourself a disservice to just stay comfortable? In general, I think so, because growth happens in times of almost crisis or like, you know, times of, of challenge. You right. Know, that's, that's where you... So if you kind of become complacent, I feel like you, you're missing out on, on potential. Sure. Now, being comfortable isn't necessarily the same thing as being complacent. That's true. Everyone should have a degree of comfort wherever they are. Right. You, on the other hand, were no longer feeling comfortable in New York. You were feeling complacent. 
you mentioned finances. New York is incredibly expensive to live in. And we're talking as people who've spent a great amount of time in New York. When you have something like that that drives you and pushes you where it's financially hard to stay afloat, what is that doing over the long haul? How are you feeling knowing that you're constantly under financial stress? Well, that's what it is. It's a stress. So stress just makes every situation worse. And it's something everybody has to confront and deal with. You know, it's, un it's unavoidable, but it's just, it's like another obstacle in, in your daily routine. And you do want to eliminate as many obstacles as you can. Yeah. When you deal with stress, something has to change, right? If you're stressed, you have to change something. Either it's your mental approach, your, where you are physically. Definitely, you can't you can't let yourself stew in that sort of situation. When you left New York in October, right around uh, at Halloween last year, in fact. Yeah, on Halloween day, I I went to Greenwood Cemetery on my way out because I hadn't been there yet, which is just like a really amazing spot in New York, you it know, is. Or Brooklyn specifically. It's this timeless spot too. It's a place that could stop time in a way. Yeah. Because it's the same as it's always been. I, but I'm I'm curious. Okay, so when what day did you get to Florida? Because you're in Tampa, St. Pete. We should say that. So you're yeah, you're in a Saint city. St. Pete Beach. Well, right. I'm near a city. Okay. Well, I'm near kind of two cities. I'm near Tampa and I'm near St. Petersburg. Describe the surroundings. St. Petersburg as a city is like a great place for just about anything. I mean, it's an, a mecca of its own coming into its its proper form in a lot of ways. Okay. Tampa and, and St. Pete are different. So like there's different things about the cities, but St. Pete in general is, is kind of like Williamsburg and Brooklyn was at its onset or like, you know, kind of any any neighborhood really up and coming, but it, it's got its own feel to it too. And now climate, it's very temperate, right? You're talking? Oh yeah. It's usually beautiful down there. You get an occasional shower, it usually doesn't last long. We were looking at like the lows was like 80s. So you're somebody who I know is not a winter fan. Oh, no, I'm, I, I'm, I struggle in the winter. And it's mostly the sun, I feel like. I'm one of those people that just suffers from when there's just not enough light out. Even though the days get shorter being in Florida, because the year is still going to an end, are you getting enough sunlight? Yeah, the the toughest spot was when it was just thunderstorming for, like, days on end. This was a, <laughs> that shit caused, like, a kind of a gray out on the area. And I was feeling it kind of then. It's, like, it's getting to me, but... There's sun to be had all year round down there. And now you're living on a beach community, basically. Yeah. Which is completely different from your life in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which is, you know, your typical inner city type neighborhood. You're kind of close to water, kind of close to bigger neighborhoods. Living on a coast for you, did that appeal to you before you left New York? Was that one of the things that pulled you down there? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I'm always a fan of the water in general. Like, it's such like a synthesis of life and metaphor and, you know, and just awe. And so a bit like down here, there's Coney Island right, right down here. So New York has the water available to it. I mean, it wasn't much different there, but on the beach, there's a different vibe. It's just a, a more relaxed atmosphere. When somebody is thinking about leaving the places they're currently living in, and there are fears that come to mind when you think about financial fears or uh, just fear of the unknown. Now, you had left New York and you came back, and you, but you just mentioned, oh, but New York, and you talked about that New York is by water, essentially. Yeah. Like, there's Coney Island. If people are feeling complacent, is some of that of their own doing? Are we doing that to ourselves when we feel complacent? I mean, not always, but sometimes. Sometimes it's hard to make a change. Without know? just removing yourself from the entire atmosphere, in a way. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's head out.
It's a gorgeous day here in New York City. I'm with Breaking Walls episode 10 guest Spencer Johnson as we are embarking across Brooklyn on a trip to Greenwood Cemetery today because after all, it's the month of fear and masquerade on the wall breakers. And thanks to the Rural Cemetery Act in the 19th century in New York City, Greenwood was able to establish itself deep far out into what was then the town of Brooklyn. We'll be going and checking out some of the more famous residents of Greenwood, some of which have been laid to rest over a hundred years ago, like William Boss Tweed, corrupt politician in New York City, as well as Bill the Butcher of Daniel Day-Lewis Gangs of New York fame, and maybe we'll see some ghosts. Who knows, right, Spencer? Oh yeah, it's gonna be a fun day. No trip to New York City is complete without a trip to Greenwood Cemetery because there's a hill in cemetery called Battle Hill, which is where, supposedly, but probably true, George Washington was able to see the British troops across the river in Manhattan and pull his army, which was in Brooklyn at the time, out and across to Hoboken. So let me ask you, when you left New York last year, why was Greenwood Cemetery the last thing that you did before you left? Well, it was a place I'd never been before in Brooklyn, and it's pretty iconic. You, you have to travel around it a lot. I, on the subways, I've, I've biked around it. So it's a place I wanted to check out because it's a huge spot of land, and you can, on top of it, you can literally see like the entire skyline. Yeah, from Battle Hill, you can see both Lower Manhattan and Jersey. Yeah, straight across the Hudson. Well, side note, we stopped off into a diner. Gotta get some breakfast. Yeah, absolutely, because we're going to be walking around a massive cemetery. And if you've never been to Greenwood Cemetery, if you're in the New York City area, definitely check it out because it, it's right near Prospect Park, and the two of them combined, that's like several square miles individually, but also between the two of them, it's like an entire chunk of the borough. So we are going to take the train over, and uh, next stop will be Greenwood. You actually left New York last year on Halloween, 2014. Yeah, I didn't get to go to a Halloween party, so before I left, I actually visited Greenwood Cemetery for the first time. Uh, after being here 10 years, I hadn't, I hadn't been there before. It seemed like an appropriate thing to do on the eve of Halloween. Well, let me ask you, when you think about Greenwood Cemetery in Brooklyn, what are some of the things that come to mind for you when you think of it as a cemetery? Well, it's, it's got a lot of just in tombstones and it's extremely large it's basically a park unto itself yeah it's like a rural cemetery basically yeah in what's no longer rural brooklyn i think when it first opened they people would actually go out there and have picnics that's true kind of a seems like an, <laughs> an odd place to have a picnic a bunch <laughs> around a bunch of graves but well and they're also very famous old new york politicians celebrities buried at Greenwood Cemetery. The list is like 100 to 200 deep of like famous people. Yeah. 
So now we're in Greenwood Cemetery. We just walked in the main entrance on Fifth Avenue. And the gist of this is that Spencer left New York last Halloween. And I wanted to talk to him in Greenwood Cemetery, the last place that he visited in New York, about what caused him to leave New York, finally, the fears that you have to overcome when you feel complacent and you need to move past them. So I want to ask you, Spencer, what were the many like emotional things that were going through your brain when you decided a year ago that you were going to leave a place that you spent the last 10 years living and had made great friendships and cultivated relationships in? Uh, there's always that fear of the unknown, you know, like, what are you going to do next? Where are you going to go? So when you think about the fear of the unknown, why doesn't that stop you? Well, it's like the fear of death, you know, that is the fear of the unknown. I guess that's what a cemetery mostly is, as we walk through Greenwood. It's a, the fear of death or the fear of loss. But really, if you look at this cemetery that we're in, it's incredibly peaceful. We just asked the tour guides when we first walked in there. On the Fifth Avenue side, there are two people sitting outside the office who you can ask questions to. And so we asked them what the most ominous or haunted part of the cemetery was. Of course, we were told that they don't deal and things like that. But if you are in Brooklyn, regardless of what this guy just said, there are indeed spirit walking tours that go on around Halloween in Greenwood Cemetery. So definitely check that out. We're standing right now in the cemetery in front of an angel statue overlooking a mausoleum near the statue of DeWitt Clinton. And I can see both New Jersey and Manhattan, lower Manhattan from where I'm standing on Battle Avenue which is near where the battle for Brooklyn took place, where George Washington was able to stand on this hill and pull his troops out of New York by being able to see the British troop movement from where he stood. It's now located within Greenwood Cemetery. Greenwood was founded in 1838 as America's rural cemetery, really one of the first here in America. It quickly developed an international reputation because it was an incredibly fashionable place to be buried. It came into existence after the Rural Cemetery Act, as we mentioned earlier, and by 1860, it was attracting almost 500,000 visitors per year. And this was at a time where in New York, where the population wasn't nearly as high as it is now. So people were taking trips to Greenwood, like Spencer said earlier, having picnics. And this became a fashionable location to spend the day. They think the belief there was that if you were going to have to go outside of the city to bury a loved one, you might as well make a day of it. You might as well be in a park ground. You might as well picnic and have a good time. It's 478 acres of hills, valleys, ponds, paths. It's one of the largest outdoor collections of 19th and 20th century statuary and mausoleums. It's got over 7,000 trees and 560,000 permanent residents. And famous people include Leonard Bernstein, the famous composer, Boss Tweed, the corrupt New York City politician, Charles Ebbets, who once owned the Brooklyn Dodgers and built Ebbets Field after his own namesake, 1980s artist John Michael Basquiat, Louis Tiffany, who is of Tiffany Glass and Tiffany Jewelry, Horace Greeley, who started the New York Tribune, countless Civil War generals, baseball legends, politicians, artists, entertainers, inventors, you name it. Greenwood Cemetery has been here as a site starting with the Revolutionary War and has seen every moment of American history transgress. In 2006, Greenwood was designated as a national historic landmark by the United States Department of the Interior. And it's amazing because you think of a cemetery as being a fearful place, yet at the same time, it couldn't be much more bucolic in New York. Let me ask you something. You just mentioned to me off air, fear as an inspiration, how 
fear can be really debilitating, but the guarantee of its debilitation is that at best, you'll not move forward. At worst, you'll go backwards because your fear will trap you. Yet, we're in a cemetery right here, and it's incredibly inspiring to be around. So death is supposed to be the most fearful thing. Yet here we are in this beautiful, hilled, autumn cemetery, and it's inspiring to us, and we're not afraid. Fear. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, well, like the fear of death, as terrifying as death is, the unknown, it, it's what inspires you to live. And it's like, you always have to take the inspiration out of fear, because you can't let it conquer you, you know? You have to take it, and instead of being afraid to, you know, write that first sentence of, of your novel or, or make that first brush stroke, you gotta jump in, you know? You absolutely do. When you think about people's deathbed fears, since we're in a cemetery, what they always say is that they don't want to be on their deathbed and not accomplish something. Yeah. They don't want to leave anything hanging. No regrets. Right, no regrets. And the only way to do that is to take action in life. You have to take action. Yeah. So our own deathbed fears can be easily conquered, and our, even, I think, our fear of death can be easily conquered if we just live the life that we want to. Yeah. Stories you hear of people dying, being surrounded by loved ones, and it being, you know, a great passing. I think in order to have that kind of life, you have to take chances. Yeah, you can't be afraid of love, even, I mean. No. What does Nick Offerman say? Have romance in your life? Yeah, live a romant romantic love life. Yeah, have a romantic love life. Like, don't be afraid to fully invest in your entire life. Yeah. We're walking on a path, Myrtle Path, in fact, in Greenwood Cemetery. It's a sunny day coming upon Halloween. As I mentioned earlier, Greenwood will have some walking tours going on for Halloween, if you want to check that out, if you're in... Greenwood. I'm currently standing in front of a beautiful mausoleum for Hezekiah Beers Pierpont, who was born on November 3rd, 1768, and died August 11th of 1838. Pierpont was one of the famous surnamed Pierponts that populated the Northeast area, and specifically he was a landowner in Brooklyn and once owned 60 acres as part of the Livingston Estate, plus the Benson Estate and the Remsen Farms, on what was then called Clover Hill, which is now in the famous Brooklyn neighborhood of Brooklyn Heights, one of the oldest neighborhoods in Brooklyn, and he built a mansion there. And he also ran a gin distillery called Anchor Gin. Pierpont was a Yale graduate who, in the 1830s, helped establish what we now know as the Brooklyn Borough Hall area of Fulton, Jorlmorn, and Court Streets, where the Brooklyn City Hall was then gonna be built on. And he died in 1838 in Brooklyn. He's interred here in Greenwood Cemetery. And his memorial is a Gothic Revival pavilion designed by the famous architect Richard Upjohn, who built such famous buildings as Trinity Church. We're standing here on the Altar to Liberty, which is by the 7th Avenue and 20th Street side of Greenwood Cemetery. And this was erected in 1919 after the end of World War I. It commemorates what America is supposed to stand for. But we're looking at the Statue of Liberty. The altar to Liberty is a woman draped in a similar garb to the Statue of Liberty, waving at her as she waves back in the harbor. And she is wearing armor, that's correct. Why do you think that is? What's the purpose, do you think, of this connection of Lady Liberty to this land here that we're standing on? It, it, the connection is liberty. Like This is where a major battle was fought, where one of the first battles. Well, let me ask you this. We talked earlier about people 
possibly having a fear of death. And here we are in a cemetery, and we're standing on the altar to liberty. Yeah, it seems kind of strange. Well, maybe it's backwards to the way we process fear and the need to masquerade. Yeah. Spencer, what is it that, to you, is so appealing about Halloween as a holiday, where people get to dress up and portray something that they don't ordinarily do? Well, Halloween is one of my favorite holidays, exactly for the, the dressing up. And a mask has a way of of alleviating fears, because you can go in as someone other than yourself. So things you might be afraid of, you can put on a mask, and suddenly you're not so afraid. Right, because you're portraying something. It's almost like you can put your insecurities to rest because the character that you're portraying has no insecurities. Yeah, potentially, yeah. I want to thank Spencer for being a guest on Breaking Walls again, donating his time. He was staying with me this past week, visiting friends, hanging out for a week here in New York in the autumn. And it was a good time for Spencer and I to sit and chat about the things that led him to the point he is currently because it's been just about a year since he last lived in New York City. As we're drawing to a close here in October and getting ready for the holidays, I hope that things are going well in your life. I hope that you are getting out there and breaking walls. I hope that this autumn has been what you've wanted it to be so far. If you live on the East Coast, the weather has been absolutely gorgeous for months now. Great autumn foliage can be seen. It's pretty fantastic, I have to say. So whatever you're feeling this week, guys, get out there, break some walls. Don't be afraid of the unknown. It's just happiness that we're yet to experience because it'll teach us more self-confidence. My name is James Scully. This has been Breaking Walls, episode number 27. And until next time, I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you very much. Thank you.